Gentlemen, start your engine. Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, Radio Hotler. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry about the little uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotler. Hot, 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 oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. G'day viewers and welcome to episode 148 of Radio Hot Lap, that zany podcast that takes a light-hearted look at the world of motor racing, cool emerging technology gadgets, barbecues and miscellaneous things when the situation arises. And in this case, International Polly. Hello boys. Back <laughs> from... <laughs> back from... <laughs> back from the phone's ringing. It's me. Yeah, I know. Can we start again then? <laughs> yeah, well, you, I couldn't hear you. You, you just, were, well, intermittently. What, nah. happened, what happened that we never edit? We don't. We, we don't. just That's run start. That's the start. That's the 148 cut number two. <laughs> G'day, viewers, and welcome to Radio Hot Lap, episode 148. That zany podcast that takes a light-hearted look at the world of motor racing, cool emerging technology, gadgets and barbecues, and miscellaneous other things, including people, which today is international Paul Ryan and the Ryan clan. Hello. Hello, viewers. Hello. Jen's here, mother of Cooper. Cooper's having his first show with... uh, Cooper's on his first ever podcast. Very good. I'm surprised you've taken this long to... At the age yeah, of to anoint him. At the age of six months. In the, in the podcast. And, uh, and three clans. Yeah. Grandpa Ryan. Grandpa Ryan is here. Yes. Which won't be saying much. Dennis. Why not? Well, because I can voice my opinion about everything can be, in the but world. He yes, must be invited. That's a say. And calling in from the capital of Melbourne. The capital that of is Melbourne. Is Melbourne. <laughs> 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 Yes, direct to you from the Radio Hot Lap secret Melbourne headquarters, somewhere <laughs> mysteriously in Richmond. <laughs> Greeting, viewers. The Hello, t- everyone there. Go the what t- an all-star t- cast tonight, eh? Cheers, brother. Absolutely, folks. And not only people, it's also interesting drinks. International, as ever, you've brought a soiree of drinks along. What are you having, mate? Um, I, I was having... I have just drunk a, uh, a fat yak... Pale ale. Some might say that it could be. Um, no, we won't go there. Where's it from? Um, it is from uh, Matilda Bay Brewery. Tastes remarkably like uh, Cooper's Fact, Pale yeah. Ale. Ah, Matilda Bay, the same place that makes Redback in ah, Western Australia. That's all. Fremantle, I think. Uh, Matilda Bay Brewing Company, uh, Dandenong, South Victoria. <laughs> Previously, Fremantle before our elders bought them out. Dennis, yourself, before oh. you pay out on me. Cage Road Brewing Company. IPA India Pale Ale. Oh. Where, is, where is that Gage Sound Roads? Like, I think that's like little it came from it? an Indian <laughs> elephant. Now that, now that is from Western Australia, though. Yes. Fagwa? Don't send that over here. It'll get beaten up. Fogs, <laughs> <laughs> what are you having to drink yourself, mate? Uh, one of those one ninety nine reds, or have we gone upgraded to five? No, well, not much left now because we spent so long. Setting this all up and getting the sound check right, that I've almost guzzled it all. It's a 
Hardy's Umu. Oh, oh the old Umu. Thousand and six. Twelve dollars. Grenacheraz Morvedra. It comes from the McLaren Vale, and uh, apparently it's called Umu because back in the 1870s, Thomas Hardy adopted this Aboriginal word, which means good or attractive. He uh, used that label for his most popular wines, and I must say it's quite a charming drop. It's a for a red wine. It's a summery, very summery uh, drink, and uh, I'm uh, enjoying it very much. But um, as I said, there's not much left, so I'm not sure what I'm going to do after I finish that off. Well, I think that's just the way we like you to be uh, a little bit... Uh, Coherent. Inebriated. <laughs> relaxed. I think Correct. you mean relaxed. Relaxed. Yes, yes, yes I, I did notice or that there was, there was a slight a tinge of tension in his voice from the Abu Dhabi, or rather the Bahrain report uh, of, of a week ago. JP? Yes, mate. I've got a... Um, Ottinger, I think, or Ottinger. I can't I don't know how you pronounce it. It's, it's German, though. Da. And it's fully imported. Um, that's very pleasant. It's uh, 1.2, so 330 mil, 4.7 alcohol by volume. Peebles. Well, uh, very young, European. Young Cooper, three months old, has, uh, has just got six off. Months. Uh, six months old. Well, there you go. He's aged very, very quickly this afternoon. <laughs> but uh, has just disappeared off to the uh, to the bathroom to, yes, as you'd expect, to get rid of his Cooper's clear. <laughs> While um, I, in um, you know, tradition oof, oof. of the dinner... Thank you, folks. In traditional dinner, um, I'm having a Sapporo because following the dinner here, uh, the uh, the drinks and the chat, we will be um, going on to a luxurious teppanyaki experience because it is Dennis's 65th birthday. Thanks very up. much for reminding me. That's quite all right, Dennis. Well, we downgraded it from 75. Paul Ian, you're having another one. What um, have you got this time? I, I'm on a I'm on a Wahoo. <laughs> <laughs> a, a Wahoo Premium Ale. Oh, Gage Roads Brewing Company again. Oh. Absalon Street, Palmyra, Western Australia. Oh, there you go. Well, great to see you both, and uh, and you too, JP, for coming to the show. Coming up to 150, that'll be probably after clips, or next weekend, 149, yep. Wednesday night, no doubt. Again, teppanyaki for you, Fogwa, as you will be here joining us to, as we preview the Australian season of V8 supercars. But before we do that, so, so I might have just missed kind of half of the half of the discussion. How was the uh, how was the dry Middle East, folks? Well, that's what I was about to say. Let's go. Hard to get. Hard to get a drink. Well, that's my job. That's my job. Careful. Do we have a no? No, no. We go. Remarkably easy to get a drink, Rhino. I'll tell it. Yeah. Yeah. At all the hotels, no problem. I wasn't sure about Bahrain. I knew you could get a drink in Abu Dhabi. Bahrain is just as relaxed. If you go out to you know to local restaurants and things, um, as I did one night in Burrow, you can't get a drink there. Yeah. But you know any international, any, any of the hotels or you know the bigger places in the centre of town, no problem. And the general attitude among the people there, um, although there is Islamic societies, they're very relaxed about it. Also, no problem. Mm-hmm. Cool. What did that mean that you enjoyed a, a um, an evening in on uh, the uh, welcome fig pack? For the rest of the way, rest of the time, you've got this being your bonnet about the food over there, haven't you? What's wrong with I the food? I keep telling you, we get mainly Western menus. On the Etihad flight over, on the Etihad flight back, and in the hotels, it's all whatever you want. Couscous and figs. <laughs> <laughs> actually, the couscous there is really so, good, actually. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's a lot of it. Can Haven't you seen them the driving their cars it's more like up it. and down the other side? Camels are walking on it. It's couscous. The Fogues fig factor. 
<laughs> He's been figged around for the last time. Specialised in sort of. Oh. Oop, he's gone. Uh, he's gone. And, and, and lush salads. Lush salads. Lush salads. Ooh. It's like having an oasis on your plate. So where, where did you stay in uh, Abu Dhabi, Fudge? You in that, that, that swank joint that's the... Uh, oh, sh- the what? <laughs> We've lost him. Uh, folks, uh, we're losing you. To folks. We're doing this again. Is that Telstra connection I again? I told you. This, this is indicative for a moment there, but you're back. Oh, okay. uh, this, this is indicative of, of your falling in standings with V8 supercars, and they are throttling uh, back your big connection. The joys of live. Look, why don't you ring us back, and um, and we'll just talk amongst ourselves till you come back. Okay, just we'll just have, try another connection. That's just funny. It, it was like this one minute, minute you get definitely, it, and then the next minute it just it, drops away. It's, it's tech time, and it's Paul's I Hate Telstra rant. <laughs> he might as well. Well, um, that's, I suppose that's one good thing the government's kind of looking at doing is, you know, putting in the broadband infrastructure for the country. It's actually really quite interesting to see all the advertising. It's all talking about, you know, 150 gig caps and all that kind of carry-on. Like, we just don't have anything like that. There, there are... Mystical caps. If you want to download, you know, every single episode of Friends, you know, you yeah. might actually kind of blow out your cap. But there is no, there is nothing advertised. It's all advertised. Oh, yeah, as, it, as is, to- it is a cap. It's you not can to- totally it? unlimited. But it is yeah. throttled. And you've heard that a lot of people talking about that. And in fact, AAPT have come along and said for the first time in Australia, we are giving you a limitless, a limitless uh, um, uh, download. But. You know, the fine print suits is fair use, which means, like, it's throttling. Right. Because there's going to be one person in 10,000 that decides to serve out the well, one of the big, iTunes well, library. One of, the, one of the biggest problems I've, I've got is I've got... I bought a... Uh, have you seen those Drobos? Yes. Yeah, you put yeah, me on yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah, network storage device. Yeah, Drobo, yeah. Uh, so, so the Drobo puts... We're getting very much in the tech here. But you basically plug four... four Basic SATA drives into it. Yep. One point, and I've got four 1.5 gig. So it gives you, it's like a RAID, but it's RAID, yep. RAID for dummies. So you, you can yep. have different size drives in there. So I've got a f- three terabytes of data, and I bought this online service that can b- that will back everything up up online incrementally. Yep. So it takes forever to start with. It'll, it'll, it'll take a month to push to push that data up. But the problem is, as soon as you start pushing it up on your on my Comcast, who is kind of like the Telstra of <laughs> the Telstra US. of the US, they immediately kind of throttle your your speeds down to oh, down right. to dial up. So I've paid for this online backup solution, which I haven't actually kind of used yet because I can't actually get once it's actually up. Folks, yeah, you're back. We're back. You're Good. back, and uh, mate, uh, we're just about to talk about the national broadband rollout, where the uh, the communications minister Stephen Conroy has uh, said that uh, look, um, we may not sell this off in in eight years' time. We might extend it for another five years, and there might be another uh, indefinite um, postponement due to unmitigating circumstances or market conditions, which are, are very, very uh, you know difficult for private investiga- investors. Those forty nine percent can't come soon enough, John. And um, it should remain public property. Privatising everything is a very bad route to go down, and we've seen what it's done with water, electricity, and uh, telecom. You know, these are basic infrastructure that should be supported by the government. They belong to the people. You know, it shouldn't be just 
built up yeah. and then flogged off, and that's why we have all the problems that we have these days. Well, and the, you know, the big difference is that whoever's actually kind of setting up all all these um, all this infrastructure here 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 in this country should go and get their ass on a plane and go and see what the experience is like. Like we're pretty lucky in the states, but like even the states is like a third world country compared to like places like Denmark or South Korea. Or, yeah. Yep. Google's now Indeed. talking about doing a a rollout <laughs> of, Simonson. of some <laughs> of some incredible um, speed, like you know, a hundred times what's what's available what's available in, in the states in selected in selected markets. Because once you have that bandwidth, just your whole view of what's kind of available on the internet, and you know the people that should be um, you know rather concerned at the moment is going to be the TV networks because that's where it all changed and the whole the whole model of broadcast television as we kind of know it today you know the Bernie model kind of thing where you kind of sell different rights to different markets for different for different fees gets gets kind of blown out gets blown out of the water because of the fact that you know eventually you're going to have to have it available on a um, on an internet kind of basis that plugs straight into your television set so you just go and watch it when you want whenever you want and if you want to take it to the gym on your iPod or if you want to have it on your computer or if you want to watch it in the back seat of your car you know that that's what's coming and coming soon and I don't think the kind of a lot of the sporting organizations realize that fair enough they actually just make big sporting events even more hot property because although the means of distributing the broad Unbelievably, sort of mega fast, um, you know, data speeds, but someone it makes them even more valuable. So someone's still going to have to pay the rights for them, unless organisers yeah. just unilaterally decide to send it out on their own, which I doubt because they'd be cutting their nose off despite their own faces. So. You see, in the states, I'm more, I would be more than happy to go and buy the Adelaide Crows play footy every week and just download that game and watch it on my TV, watch the V8 races. Um, I already pay on a pay-per-view basis in the states um, to get the cricket, but yeah, you know, the, the the footy situation is um, is 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 a debacle because they had to deal with Satanta in the UK and they went bankrupt and that affected what we saw in the states. And then you had the big um, Mr. Cochran had his big announcement last year about his wonderful kind of speed channel um, deal. V8 supercars in the US well we haven't seen anything on TV over there so far uh, and it was all supposed to be really? like, like the following week yeah nothing yeah. how do you get access to the cricket over there do you have to say they did box? It. Uh, what was that folks sorry I just, what, weren't they doing a big production at Homebush last year Mark Ambrose's yeah it was suppo- there was supposed to be something to but- help present it yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know whether that's, I don't know whether that's happening. I need to, I need to talk to Diffie to see whether he's involved as well, or if it's, you know, exactly kind of when it's gonna, gonna start. Yeah, it's probably not helped by the fact that, you know, the first rounds were kind of going on during Daytona Speed Weeks, where it's, where it's, where it's NASCAR kind of twenty four seven. So you may have actually kind of had trouble actually finding a slot to actually put it in. So whether it gets better later in the year. Uh, we'll have to wait and see, but yeah, so far we haven't seen anything at all, and we haven't seen haven't seen anything of last year. And in years gone by, you used to see the previous year's races start about October, November, 
Um, so you'd see the Cupsil 500 in about October, November. This year, over the over the winter there, we haven't seen anything of last season whatsoever. I remember that when I was living there, but it, <laughs> it used to be in our off-season, if you like. I don't know what's going on with the connection there. Yeah, it, it, uh, they do seem to be making a meal of it, and, and I just don't understand what the difficulty is, and they're rolling it out in Tasmania first, and then they're going to have a trial. Apparently, Brunswick, which is a you know northern suburb here, is going to get it first, and it's a bit here, a bit there. I mean, yeah, we've, we've got a trial well, here. Just get on with it. Wollonga, of all places. Mm. Uh, folks, just let you say, you know, from our end, it's, um, we, we're just getting sort of... Little small dropouts from you. Is it okay for you hearing us? It comes and goes, and, and okay. this is just part of the problem, isn't it? You know, I'm struggling. I did it when we had that last dropout. I've just gone to speed test on net, and you know, I'm getting allegedly 11, 11 megabits per second or whatever it is. You know, on a, on a scheme where I'm supposed to get you know up to 20 megabits per second. You know, which. <laughs> And that's feeble. On world standards, that's feeble yeah, anyway. But, but that is dependent on the distance you are from from the, the exchange. exchange. The, the, the signal attenuates quite severely after about two kilometres. But um, what I was going to just put a question to Paul is because we, we, in Australia, we're not sort of used to, uh, you know, proprietary set-top boxes. Or maybe we're, not, oh, we're just not used to them, uh, understanding them like, like Hulu and Sling and... And things like well, that. Well, what's a, the story with the teams? I mean, getting access to sports. Well, there's a, there's a whole. And can we use these boxes here in Australia? Would we have to be in that geographic Well, I region? haven't, I haven't, I haven't lashed out. The only, the only kind of box that I've got per se has been an Apple TV, which I kind of like move a lot of content, um, you know, like buy a complete season of a certain show, and, and and we'll watch that from time to time. There are there are a number of things. There's, there's a thing called a Roku box. Um, there is another one which, which the name I kind of can't remember. Where you can watch a whole, there's a whole series of kind of content that that's kind of a, what's kind of a, available. Yeah, it's very much kind of in its in its infancy, and I think what will probably transpire eventually. Yeah, the, the biggest the biggest trouble is the, ca- the the cable operators or the you know what would be you know Foxtel here and and a myriad of operators in the states is that they're all trying to protect their existing model, what they have. The problem is for the 10 to 20 year old kid in the states. He doesn't watch television. They get they get all they basically kind of get all their content on an online on an online basis. So network TV as we know it, you know, if, if I owned a network TV station, I would be shitting myself at the moment because I, I because it, it's going to be a matter of time before my business kind of disappears. So, or basically, you're saying then that like the the people behind Roku and Sling and Hulu, which are providing these IP delivered cable contents, have done deals with cable TVs to be able to allow their box to deliver specific content. So I go, all right, I well, want, like a comedy channel, do they, is there anything exclusive? Well, no, in, in a lot of cases, the things like the... the and how do you listen to... How do you watch cricket? Well, well cricket, I, I have a... Um, we're on DirecTV... Which, which is, is a proprietary which, which, which is which, which is a big uh, which is one of, one of the two big satellite providers in the states, um, but you, you know they end up in a they end up in a pissing match amongst themselves. So I can subscribe to Directv's cricket ticket and pay fifty eight bucks for the West Indies series and fifty eight bucks for the for the Packy series and get all the games and I put up, I record them all on the DVR and then just have it on as kind of background noise during the day um, while I'm working. The problem is, Direct uh, Direct TV 
uh, no, one of the channels, um, which is uh, Mental Blank, is owned by Comcast, which is one of the big kind of cable providers. Uh, uh, Versus is the channel. Versus carries the, the IndyCar series. It also carries the Tour de France. Also carries a lot of ice hockey in the states. So because that that they are owned by Comcast and they're in opposition to Directv, there was a big kind of pissing match at the end of last year. So now on my Directv connection, I can no longer get the Versus channel. <laughs> so I can't get IndyCar racing. I can't get the Tour de France, which I'm well, well, well pissed off about. Um, are you saying that that one one supplier of set top box is basically cutting each other, the other's grass? One, well, yeah, yeah. One. Well, it's 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 basically they're trying to. It's all this kind of exclusive content, and this is this is you know one of the whole dramas you kind of have in the states of trying to kind of keep an you know they're trying to mandate an open internet, so you don't have providers well, net neutrality. Yeah, net, neut- net, yeah. net neutrality. The providers don't yeah. want to. And Comcast is a chronic. Yeah, they, they don't, you know, for, for the consumer, what is best for us is to have a dumb pipe. That's a big fire hose of stuff that we can just take down or push up what we want when we want it. But no one has had a manager from a click charge point of view. Well, the, that's it, isn't it? The, pro- the, the problem is the, the providers, they want to make themselves more valuable by having this exclusive kind of content. But I don't want to watch their exclusive content shit. I want to watch what I want to watch. And, I'm, and that's where it all falls apart. And, and that's where it all kind of falls apart. It seemed to be, Paul, at CES, um, there was a lot of positive noise. And we've talked about this about the Boxy Box. Because it Boxy, seemed, that's the other one, yeah. Yeah, but, but, but it was like what Apple TV was meant to be, but, but an open sort of, open well, sort of structure. Well, it is. Is that saying, the that, are is they the, bringing all these sort of set-top boxes into one? The trouble is... has an HDMI output? Yeah, well, I, I, I think that's that's kind of going to be the case. And, and it's you got know, them running on Tegra 2, which well, is a, like a very fast chipset for video. One of the, one of the things is like the, the Hulu service in the States. One, it's not available outside of, outside of North America. So if you go to Hulu.com, you can't... And they're blocking external, northern, ex- outside yeah. of... They're blocking yeah. the IPs in this yeah. nation. For yeah. So if we go 203, they will go, no. Yeah. It doesn't work. Hey, so, Paul, uh, one, one of the factors, factors is, though, that you'd have, have fewer problems, as I understand it, if instead of getting satellite, which is direct TV, if you're getting your local, local cable service, which probably is Comcast or Fox, and you would get versus, because, as you said... DirecTV hasn't been able to do a deal with Versus, and IndyCar fans over there have been up in arms. Well, this is this is this is the problem. I can go and do that, but then I don't get my cricket. So you know, it's a matter of it's a matter <laughs> yeah. of which do I want, or do I have to buy two friggin' services um, yeah. to be able to get everything I want? Which is which is just is, which is just madness. Yeah, but you're you know, still better off than we are. I mean, the well, amount yeah. of choice yeah, are, yeah. in the yeah. states yeah. and the competitive pricing. Uh, you know, and the speed you're getting, and it's like on your mobile phones, your data plans are virtually unlimited, aren't they? Or effectively, anyway. Uh, yeah, pretty much, yeah. I've got, I've got an iPhone. Yeah, we just don't get that here. We're, we're getting ripped off. We're not getting the speeds. We're not getting the service. We're not getting the, the sheer choice. So, um, you know, it's the whole thing is a mess because, you know, until all these, you know, I, I guess TV basically migrates, you know, to an online situation... Um, there's going to be all these startups and people, you know, having a go. Uh, it'll eventually merge, and 
you know, like most things are sort out, you know, it goes back to the old VHS versus, you know, beta battle. Yeah, exactly. I would eventually sort itself out. Um, oh, excuse me. And Comcast. Hasn't Comcast made a bid for NBC? Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they bought, uh, I think they bought GE shares. So they, they are now part owner of NBC, yeah. It's just, a, excuse me for a moment, just, uh, the final one by manager is just uh, driving through uh, at the moment. Um, just going to make a quick uh, appraisal of uh, Fogs' red wine he's having this evening. An Omu? Omu? Omu No, no, not Soft Blanc. That's a real It's a Grenache. What was it, Fogs? Shiraz. Muverdra. 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 Uh, it's all it's gone. gone. I'm going to have to get a refill shortly. Oh, that's always a good sign when you want a second bottle. Yeah, so it's a right. good one. Oh, well, uh, sure. I've got another bottle of it. Is there any danger we might talk about any sort of motorsport? Yes, we're, we're just well, getting, we're waiting we're for just you getting to finish. Andrew to just do the wine eval for you. <laughs> Christ. I'm off. No, you're going to tell us about it. Cheers, Andrew. Andrew. Andrew's there too. Wow. Yeah, we uh, better well, move on. Well, from yeah. A bit of motorsport probably wouldn't hurt. I reckon would it? from a wine situation, if it tastes good and if you want to, you want to crack open a, a, a second one, then it's got to be pretty good. So. That's it. All right, folks. Report from Bar the east. Oh, I'm on. Am I? You are. You're on. Bahrain, folks. Tell us how wonderful it was to see Jamie doing it another no two times. From us. No, no. I have one. I have one question for you, for you, folks. Yep. yep. The the, f- the first thing that everyone I I talk to. All my in-laws kind of back here when they kind of watch it on TV and say, they all say, there's no bugger there. All the grandstands, all the grandstands are empty. Now, now, okay, sorry. No, that's all right. Obviously, the... um, It's just a big complex. Obviously, everyone in the, the, uh, whoever's paying the bills in the Middle East is lining the pockets of V8 Supercar with a sizable enough check, which is then kind of follows through to the teams to make it a viable... Scenario for everybody, despite the fact that, despite the fact, that's quite true, Paul. To the same extent, but I mean, we we did cover this in a in a a previous. In in simple terms, Paul, just just the big big sanction fee. It it pays pays for the teams teams to go there. In fact, it's cheaper for them to go over there and do that this time. Two events swinging through the Middle East, and you know, probably certainly cheaply going to Perth. And the organisers there, they don't really, they're not bothered about the crowds. They've got other agendas. They're about promoting. Abu Dhabi and Bahrain, you know, around the world in Abu Dhabi's case, the V8 is important because they've targeted Australasia as a, you know, as an area where they want to promote Abu Dhabi as a tourist and leisure destination. So it looks bad and starting the series overseas, I think is a bad look. You know, I don't think we should do it again. I don't think we will do it again. Um, I think, you know, even the, 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 the sizable sums involved won't be enough to um, offset the fact that, it, you know, this didn't draw the TV audiences, the fans are outraged. Um, you know, it's an Australian championship. You've, you've got to start here. Yes, we can have these overseas events. Yes, up to five maybe, depending on where they are. But starting it overseas, you know, they really shouldn't look at that again. It's a big mistake. Anyway, sorry, Paul, we, do, we did this last week. I do, oh, no, we've got no, a lot no, to get no, no, I do have, I do have just But one. I just want to say, look, he has been over there and he's had to do the race reports under suffering, so let's hear it. I do have one question. What about the idea if you're going to do that? Why don't you Why don't you actually kind of do like a an end of season or a mid-season, like do, them in a, do, do an international championship kind of thing in a, like in a block? 
that kind of been, been that idea has been contemplated by the Triple H boss Roland Dane, who's suggesting that maybe we should have a what would be for them a winter series during our summer off season, and um, you know have some of the field go over there and maybe bring in local drivers because particularly in Bahrain and in Abu Dhabi, they're quite keen to you know promote love. That that could work. That could you know, make a 15, 20. Nice, nice idea, idea to have, have a, a you know a, a little mini season in between our season, except there's so little time. If it continues, is the one in early December, they fire up in mid-February. Well, you know, when does anyone get any time off? But eventually, I see the way forward is the V8 supercars. I was hanging on that. You just cut out there. What was that again? I think, I think the way, the way forward, forward is you'll have to wait to till one forty-nine overseas, <laughs> but specific, specific areas. So, so that eventually, you have standalone V8 series in the Middle East, East in, in India, India um, throughout, throughout Southeast Asia. Asia. I think that's, that's, that's it's, it's, it's becoming a people brand. brand. It's the only sort of category that's getting out of these new markets and building an awareness. It'll take a long time, but it's in there. it. no one else is. So it'd be yeah. interesting seeing a V8 in a Tata. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, folks. Have you got... Nothing. He's gone. Yeah, but that's no, what I'd be I'd doing. doing. Yeah, right. Yeah. We, we've obviously dropped out, and you're dropping out again. So it's killing me. Can we, get the, can we get the Bahrain report, or what's going on? It is it coming, coming and going. going. Yeah. It is coming and going. Why is this happening? Oh, it's just, I think, uh, you know, there's... I think... Uh, Radio Hotlip's turning into a social networking system where they <laughs> vote whether you, they want to hear you or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. It's all I, those people getting home in your block of flats in Melbourne, folks, and they're using up all the bandwidth as they come home and log on to Facebook. It is <sighs> disappointing that we can't get this story out from you because... But nonetheless... If it's not possible to do it today, it will be next week when you'll be joining us. Uh, Absolutely. Next Wednesday night for the show, along with a few other oh, inter- right. industry luminaries. Oh, industry luminaries. That's you. That's you. And I don't know whether we can include Lynchy in that, can we? No, he's not invited. Oh, right. Well, that's all right then. We'll have a Lynchy over here. Oh, okay then. Um, but uh, look, folks, uh, JP and I'd like to say thanks so much for the, the, the kind, kind words, words. Of, of, of our culinary yeah. expertise that you have uh, supplied the viewers or, or, or. Are they viewers? They're listeners. They're evaluators. Evaluators? Yeah, the evaluators, evaluators of, of AI. Of auto action. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, and I'm glad you enjoyed our culinary expertise and our stop offs at train stations. <laughs> Those of you who missed it to pick up the most pr- the previous episode of Auto Action to find out what's going on. We've lost you completely, haven't we? No, no I'm, I'm back. back. I'm here. Oh, now. You're back again. All right, mate. Come on. Do yeah. your best. Quick, we won't do talk. your Bahrain now. Tell you got the chance. That's right. Travelling with two would want to be Casey, Casey Joneses. Joneses. How good was that? <laughs> Bahrain. Well, international. So what, what more do you need to know about Bahrain? You know, Jamie Wincup, even after the second race, making. Mistake, mistake, still, still won. won. You know, yeah, everyone's, everyone's spooked. spooked. If um, yeah, this is the way it's going to continue, we're all in big trouble. Why? Luckily, Luckily that's unlikely. Why is Jamie so good? He's... 
fits and the circuits suited the cars, you know, they're, they're brand new cars, 80% is the figure they say is common between, you know, the Falcons they ran last year and the new Commodores, um, but a lot of tweaking in between, but I think they were advantaged by two things, one, both tracks were super smooth, um, so a lot easier to, you know, get their head around the setup, and also I think it's emerging that they've got about... Well, I, I hear between 20 and up to 30 horsepower advantage with these um, new engines they're running. They're, they're, they're supplied by and built by KRE, but the technology actually comes from Paul Morris Motorsport, with whom Triple Eight has a technical alliance. And Paul Morris Motorsport are actually getting their engines done by Jamie Noonan, who's one of the hot engine suppliers around. So I'm not sure what he thinks about his technology <laughs> um, passing over to KRE, but the fact of the matter is that Triple Eight do seem to have a big power advantage, certainly over their Falcons, and you could see that in that second race where Jamie got left behind at the start and, you know, dropped back to fifth, but down that main straight, you know, into that um, turn number one, he was just picking them off like there was no tomorrow, just dragging past them, so that's also helped. The real test is, be when, is going to be when we get back to Australia next week at Clipsal, you know, a street circuit, you know, not billiard tables, smooth. Um, if they're still winning there, then we've got trouble. One of the things I, I was looking at uh, some of the in-car footage on the weekend and the thing that kind of really impressed me, and, and it's obviously you know down to the car setup, but it's obviously you know to a certain extent the nut behind the wheel as well, just seemed remarkably smooth and composed. Um, you know, just, just looked look like you've done a bit of a Sunday drive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a oh, wind, wind cup is... is at the at peak, the of, peak his of his powers at the moment. moment. I mean, his, his confidence, confidence is running, is running high. high. He's on a roll. Um, um, he, hasn't he hasn't been headed in the championship, championship since October, October 2008. 2008. <laughs> That's got to tell you something. something. So, so he's, he's just, just getting, getting stronger and stronger. stronger. He's, he's got, got good equipment, equipment under him. He just needs someone to rattle his cage. You know, Frosty gave it a... You know, a good old try in the second race at Bahrain. And, you know... Probably contributed, contributed to Jamie, Jamie making mistakes, mistakes, you know, like running, running wide off the track and then, and then almost stalling it in his pit stop. Um, um, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately he just had a, you know, a big enough big advantage to override all that. But, but um, if, someone if someone gets in, in and puts him under, under a bit of pressure, pressure um, that, that might change the situation. But everyone else really has to lift their game, you know, not only Ford Performance Racing, who are starting to look like a proper factory back team for a change. But also, but also Holden Racing, racing Team. I mean, what a disastrous start for them. In fact, for the whole Walkinshaw show, because Bundy Red Racing was pretty ordinary as well. So there's going to be a lot of people under a lot of pressure come Clips next week to uh, lift their game and get back into it. I mean, Garth Tander and Will Davison are going to have such a big struggle to get back into the championship fight. And to do that, they just need to start winning up a storm. I've read a bit of talk about Jamie kind of looking at some overseas opportunities. Could you see him, uh, like, if he wins the championship again, is he going to start thinking, yeah, maybe there's maybe there's life beyond here like uh, Ambrose did? Oh, he eventually, he eventually wants, wants to race overseas, overseas, there's no, there's no doubt about that, that, but it's not going to happen for the next three years because he's got a contract with Triple A, you know, for season 2010, 11 and 12. But after that, he's definitely made it clear that he would like to move on. And I think, you know, if he keeps winning, you know, or being successful next few years, he'll probably get bored with it all anyway because he's still pretty young. How old is he? He's about 27, I think, isn't he? Yeah, 27, I reckon, yeah. So as Gary Rogers these days must be thinking, Jesus, why don't I let this bloke go? 
that, that was a bit of an unfortunate call by Gary Rogers. He's usually pretty good at picking talent. This one slipped through the cracks. And, and, uh, but tonight, I think at that time, Jamie wasn't ready. I think um, getting fired from Gary Rogers Motorsport and then redeemed and you know drawn back in. Yeah, Fogs, you're breaking up again. And because he realised he had to... You know, you know, lift his lift game, his game and, work and work hard, hard and, and he is certainly out there he's more dedicated to his craft than Jamie Winkup. Okay, I think we just sort of got the gist of that now. While we're on Clips all next week, we've got uh, we've got the media diary now that's been released. Um, now there's a few interesting things here. I mean, if you've got nothing better to do on Saturday, you can go and uh, take photos of 20 of the grid girls on the pit straight. Is that this Saturday? Yep, 9.30am to 11.30am. Oh, hold on. No. Yeah, this Saturday. Yep, yep. 9.30am to 11.30am. So, uh, All right. viewers, if you uh, want to drag the cameras out and uh, get some grid girl photos, do that uh, Saturday morning. What else, but my son? Tuesday, March the 7th. I'll miss Tuesday. I'll be on, on, on a plane. You'll be on a plane back? On a well, plane you know what you're going to miss? What am I going to miss? You're going to miss... Tell me, JP. What am I going to miss? You are going to miss Father Dean Marin. Not Dean Martin. Dean Marin. Blessing Team Vodafone's move to Holden. Well, do they really need it after the weekend and the weekend uh, before? I think so. They're hoping that here the, the cars were very good in the Northern Hemisphere, but not so good... Uh, now, so there you go. So you can go and watch the on Tuesday at the St. Francis Xavier's Cathedral, which is right off uh, Victoria Square. There, um, you can uh, go and watch the cars being blessed. Yeah, and, look, I think that's go on, mate. Any, and any, then any? the last, the last thing of note for any of you viewers who are coming over for the event, if you want to go to the V8 Supercar Drivers Autograph Sessions, 12 noon on Wednesday. In Rundle Mall, corner of Rundle Mall and Gawler Place, underneath the big canopy there. And uh, there you go. All the V8 supercar drivers will be there. I must admit, I'm a little peeved that I've got to get on a plane on Sunday and kind of head back to the States because I'm off to Sebring the following Saturday to prepare for the uh, for the 12-hour. But unfortunate kind of sense of timing, but, you know. Well, uh, that's uh, quite a good segue, International, because uh, we want to have a little bit of a chat oh, to you go. about uh, your you role did. You in, 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 in sports car racing. And, um, maybe... We're trying to get our heads around it, and that would mean that the viewers would also be. Um, LMP1, you're LMP2. going. You've won LMP1 in the American Le Mans series. Well, and this is going to this go, is Hang this on, but you have won it. Yes. You are Scott Sharp and David Brabham have won the championship. Yes. The top was a, and Brabs has had his best year, also winning 24 hours. Got the trophy, been there, done that. Thank you, thank but, you. And, awesome. that, thank you and which gives yeah. you the automatic entry back into. Into Le Mans 24 in the P1 class, but then you had to do some bowing and scraping to say, but hang on a minute, we're doing P2. But why would you do P2? And why is there an expansion of the Patron brand into GT2 with Scott Sharp and Ed Brown? Taking a drive there with uh, with my mate uh, Dominic Farm. Your mate uh, Dominic uh, is 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 chuffing off there. I mean, y- you'll all be you'll all be having like grits together, don't wait. You're down grits <laughs> together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, them good old boys. Well, the yes, we got an automatic entry for Le Mans for P1. The Acura P1 program came to a came to a conclusion. Um, we're probably fort- we're probably fortunate. 
um, to be able to continue the program last year, given the fact that things like Honda US Superbikes and Honda Formula One all had the rug pulled out right. from underneath them when the economy kind of took took a big nose. The GFC. Uh, the what? The GFC. What's the GFC? The Global Financial Crisis. Oh, the Global Financial Crisis. That's what we call it here. Oh, I see. I thought it was the... That's just what all the politicians... You probably know it as the GFU. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm thinking... Yeah, I figured the F stood for something else. uh, Yeah. You you thought it was Geelong Fried Chicken, didn't you? Yeah, very good folks. So, so we got the P1 entry at the end of the year... The, um, the boys at Acura and the boys at Honda Performance Development wanted to concentrate on a customer program, which they felt was better suited to a global P2 program. So we are now the exclusive factory development team for Honda Performance Development running the P2 car from two years previous. Now, in seven of the nine American Le Mans series races this year, P1 and P2 will be combined under the one under one kind of set of rules because there's not as many cars out there as as what we would like there to be. So the P1 cars are supposedly supposed to be slowed down. The P2 cars are supposed to be being sped up. The trouble is most of the good teams are in P2 and the privateer kind of guys are kind of running in P1 so it'll probably equal itself out eventually without without kind of too many changes. The races at Sebring and Petit Le Mans will run to full ACO spec. Uh, ACO being the Automo Club du Est, my shocking French French accent. I knew what you meant. I think you did good. Who run the 24 hours of Le Mans? So, so for two races, we'll run in separate classes. For the rest, um, for the rest of the series, we'll run in one combined class. And as a bunch of motor racing kind of rev heads, kind of sitting around a microphone, if we find that confusing. God knows what the poor fan out there kind of thinks. And, and we're probably lucky that the average sports car fan is somewhat hardcore and educated. But, you know, trying to explain that to my, say, father-in-law, stepfather-in-law in the States, who is, you know, follows Dale Jr. and watches NASCAR occasionally, um, you still can't kind of work out why we have four different classes all running out there on the track. And compounding that, I understand, from the winter test held at Sebring a week or so ago, was that the, the, the ACO specification about how the LMP2 car could actually run in was not absolutely in not absolute. as well. And, and where are we now with that? Has only just been, it has only just been finalised. Hopefully not was, radically changed. Uh, not radically changed. Uh, but it was still, you know, it was a big decision. You know, there was like $500,000 worth of rear wings that kind of needed to be ordered. Now we're well, running, serious? We're running the full width rear wing or the narrower but rear you wing. But you hadn't ordered. No, well, we were still waiting just to find, wait find out kind of what, what the deal is. Um, you know, it's you don't just handicap these things kind of easily. Or if you put different restrictors, because all the engines in the sports car series run through an air restrictor. Unfortunately, it's not like the good old days in Can-Am where you had kind of 1,500 horsepower and, you know, the things <laughs> would just go like a cut cat. Everything's kind of restricted down. So, um, but you know, if you make a restricted change, then you've got to stick the engine back on the dyno. You've got to work out your fuel consumption. You've got to work out kind of your detonation points and all this kind of. You know, uh, a minor change to the restrictor means several tens of thousands of dollars worth of dyno work to actually kind of get the engine right for you know, for the upcoming race. So. Well, hey, yeah, a, couple a couple of things, of things if I made it yet. You may absolutely. Hey, Paul. Hey, Paul um, um, 
Firstly, it seems to me that this effort this year, it kind of smacks to me that you guys are stalking horses for Honda. Honda's got its sights on Le Mans, eventually winning it, and you guys are sort of the first wave. Would that be right? I'd love that to be the case. That would be... That would be great. We're in a, you know, we are the we are the exclusive guys. You know, the, you know the good thing the good thing from Highcross perspective is that four years ago when HPD Acura announced the program, you had Andretti Green, you had Fernandez, latterly you had Deferrin come in, all big names, all big IndyCar stars, and there there was this little privateer mob up in up in Connecticut. Out of the out of the standard motor racing neighbourhood, where where everything kind of happens, um, a guy that focuses on has focused on historic racing kind of in the past was included in the mix, and everyone thought, who the heck are these guys? Well, Highcroft have gone on to not only remain as the only team that's still in business four years later, um, but to be the kind of the top performing Acura team in each of the three years of the program. Um, and, and deliver the top, and and, and deli- yeah. deliver the championship, um, and that's a real credit to Duncan Dayton and all, and all kind of the, and all the guys there. So we we very much want to remain as a leading factory performer. You know, it was one of Duncan's goals to you know he set out a few years ago to be the leading sports car team in North America. He's actually looking to expand that to be one of the leading racing teams in North America, and we'd love to. You know, look at additional programs, if and when the funding kind of become available to go and play in, in in other avenues. Whether that be sports car racing on a global basis with this international sports car challenge that, that the ACO are looking at, or an IndyCar program, or a Grand Am program, or you know, to be you know to follow in the footsteps of Penske or Ganassi, you know, any of these kind of you know big guys that run multiple teams in multiple in in multiple championships um, and we're looking at kind of putting the infrastructure in place to be able to do that okay maybe well I'm still betting that it's a it's a toe in the water at least maybe even take over USF maybe even take over USF1 yeah you know nice good segue oh beautiful segue you didn't even give me you didn't even give me a story list I just got to well it's definitely up for talking about Yes, uh, look, folks, while we've got you on good bandwidth, I'd like to hear your thoughts on, on what's going on there with the... Uh, the, 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 the th- well, <laughs> we've just lost him. That'd be right, wouldn't it? <laughs> the connection's lost. Paulie, uh, well, get I'll, I'll, I'll throw some yeah, 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 They good. have... The guys at USF1... Were they ever really set? Well, it was or a great, always well, underfunded? Well, it was a great idea. Mm. And it was... It was put together... Put together... Hey, folks... Too early. Earth to folks. Folks, folks again. Again. Yeah, 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 and A and B team scenario. Yeah, yeah, all that. Oh, we lost him again. Don't worry about him. So I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, keep, keep going. going. I'll, I'll keep going. going. Yeah. So, so when they when they started, 
started their effort, there was it was it was a diff- it was a totally different landscape yeah, to what to what it kind of actually evolved. And you know, unfortunately, it looks like it's all turned to it's all kind of turned to poo. But from a media, as the media report. Well, yeah, it obviously kind of hasn't kind of it hasn't kind of turned out well. But you know, you got to like. They took. It, they were taking a crack at it. It's not easy. And, yeah, and yeah, one of the things, and, right. and, th- and this is one. This is one of the things that, you know, I'm not a huge. Um, I'm not a huge, say, Danica Patrick fan. There's all these kind of people in the states that are saying, "Oh, she's only got this NASCAR drive because she's a chick," and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, well, if I could sell that much sponsorship, and I can generate that much media exposure for just being me. Then I'd go race what I want, when I want, whenever, whenever exactly. I want to. So yeah, if she, so if she like. wants, if she wants to go and race that, and can she can make that happen? There's all these people that Good still that still think are still in the old world kind of thing. Say, so, oh well, she doesn't get it on, on, on credit. You know, she's got she's yeah. got to have on pure talent. Well, pure talent didn't cut it anymore. You know, this is this this is the new world, ladies and gentlemen. You know, you've got to have. Some commercial kind of viability, and if yep. she and if she can pull it off, and she can pull the pull the exposure, then more power to her. If I was in her shoes, I'd be doing I'd be doing exactly the same thing. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I agree. She's not to be underestimated. No, I think she's, she's very, done, yeah, she's yeah. a very hard, very tough race and a very hard, very tough, hard person. person. Well, anyone that, anyone that can run, that can get on the podium, the British Formula Ford Festival at whatever age she was when she 16. did it. Sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Full cre- absolute full credit to her. Um, you know, there's all these blokes that say, "Oh, yeah, there's some dirt track bloke that you know should have got the, kind of the opportunity and <laughs> blah 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 blah." But more power to her. I'd be race if I could pull that much exposure and that much sponsorship. I would race what I want when I want to do it, and screw the rest of the world. Look, it's absolutely great for the sport. And, and just getting back to <clears throat> USF One, <coughs> excuse me. That um, look, you're right. It, it, it going to Formula One isn't easy, and it shouldn't be easy. Not not that no. it needs to be made more complicated that perhaps could be construed that some of the powers to be, the FIA, have made things a little bit more difficult because of the delay in decisions but quite rightly so, there was a, a, a series of events, concatenation of events in fact folks yeah. <laughs> he's on it again folks um, that, uh, that really just, they were behind the eight ball and, and the investment was there and it was never going to work. Come on. Have a yeah, look at the people the involved, involved and what yeah, they were trying to do. But that's an really. inside attitude comment. Yeah, but folks, if, if, if when the idea first, first came to being, if the idea of the cost cap, the $40 million and all that was kind of locked in, then I think it was worth a shot. Yeah, semi-viable. Semi-viable. Not that, not that, not that, not that sorry, sorry. Okay, okay let's move yeah, out. You obviously know, he's yeah. on the scotch, he's said yeah. that, he just takes I know, it's yeah. not, I'll, I'll, give me a yeah, break. Yeah, you obviously... <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> look at, look at, nice bite, folks. Look at who nice. are involved and how they've gone about it and how it's fallen apart so easily. It wasn't about the cost caps. Now, they knew that game had changed by the middle of last year and they had plenty of signals beforehand. You know, they just didn't have the resources, financially, principally, but technically either, to get the job done and it's all fallen apart. I mean, I'm not glad about it. It would have been really good to have an American team. You know what I think is really really sad is that it's just pushed back the opportunity for 
Formula One the return to return to the US. Yeah, that's true. Even even further, you know, it's another and to uh, push away uh, the damage that was done by India a few years ago. Formula One looks like an eagle laughing of American Americans now. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Just okay. Before we move, folks, what is the art like to put a to put a Formula One race in the states? Open checkbook. Where would you put it? Where where is the best best opportunity to put on a successful F one race in the States or can it happen at all? Well I would well, think, I would think yeah. one coast, one or, the coast or the other. It's either gotta be, be in Laguna Cali- Cali- California. California. Yeah, because yeah, there's because there seems to be some sort of, sort of resonance with, with you know, European, you know, European style, style road racing there, racing there although, although I think that's been worn away over the years. Or over on, you know, New York would be perfect, I think. You think get it up. Or in the northeast, again, there seems to be, you know, more European mentality over there and there's a bit of history. But, you know, the money and the hassles involved, you know. I give up hope of ever seeing, seeing it. I mean, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, Speedway was actually a really good compromise because it was a great was a facility. facility. Um, you know, it's in an area that's you know, that, you know, steeped steep in motor racing history and interest. And, interest. and it was a well-known well name for brand around the world. But they just made an absolute dog's breakfast of that. So, getting the one back. No, no, no chance of no a change environment, environment, I think. Hey, hey Paul, Paul, just one thing, just one sorry, thing, we got sorry, off track and we had technical issues, but I'm really interested with ALMS. I mean, it seems I mean, to be that Patron is taking, taking over that sport. Over that they've sport. become they've the become naming rights sponsor, sponsor to the championship, I believe. I believe. And, also, and also, they're sponsoring, they're sponsoring many, teams many teams and many cars. So, so what's the deal going to be? Are you going to be sharing catering and being all lovey-dovey with Scott Sharp's new Ferrari team? Yeah, we'll be doing kind of joint kind of driver appearances at hospitality and stuff like that. It's, you know, it's still very much, you know, it's... They, the fan base for the American Le Mans series appeals to Patron for, from a marketing perspective. But they've been to IndyCar, they've been to, they've been to NASCAR. The type of drinker that will drink Patron, or they target to drink Patron, is likely to be high income, multiple cars in, uh, in the garage, um, interested in. Porsches and Ferraris and high-end cars like that, which is the same demographic for the American Le Mans series. It's obviously helped by the fact that you know, Ed Brown, the CEO of uh, Patron Spirits, is is obviously you know, racing in the series, and you know he has a, a great uh, affinity to it. With Scott, um, um, and, and obviously, you know, the, the and they have a great they have a, a great relationship um, with Sharpie, um, you know, and, and he's. You know, he, he, Sharpie's got a very big task a, a, ahead of him. And Has he's, he got a Y or an IE? A Y. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a Y. Because, I mean, you know, that's trademark. What? The IE. Oh, the IE, yes, 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 yes. No friction between the teams? Sorry? No friction? No, 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 all good. Um, you know, we... Um, that's fine. Y- you know, we got to work... Well, it's a, GT, it's a GT2 team and we're, and we're a P2 team, so we're in, yeah. we're in totally different classes... 
we were just in Sebring the other week and we were doing, uh, you know, we've done a bunch of kind of joint photo shoots. And, uh, and, and the cars look great. They really do look very, very, very good. Schmick in cars. fact, there's a yeah. lot of, a lot of the black and green cars yeah. it seems to be you know, there, there it's a bit like it's a bit like you go back to the old days of the, uh, the you know the Marlboro World Championship team back in you know open wheel racing kind of back in the day kind 80, of 20 years 80s. ago um, you know it's a similar it's a similar kind of vibe that's kind of now kind of evolving in, in sports car racing in, in North America but they've now also taken over the, the naming rights for the American Le Mans series they're the, uh, the, they're, they're the presenting sponsors so it could be the it could theoretically become the the Acme Ball Bearing Company American Le Mans series presented by or, Tequila Patron. Or more, more likely right. the very unusual cheese company. Yes. <laughs> presented by... Who cut, yes, who cut the cheese? <laughs> but, but uh, you know, to me, and, and I'm sure the American market is a much more sustainable market and, and obviously, you know, the size is there and things generally tend to, to be more um, uh, resilient. But I can't help by thinking by hearing, you know, they're taking over the sort of, let's say, the name I was presenting rights, the big team, then the smaller teams. WPS, you know, got bigger. And you were involved with that, the Team Australia. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, yep. uh, and in fact, Simon Page, <laughs> if you may help uh, educate us on how to spe- spell his Pagenaud. name. Simon Paginot. And, and in fact, and also, Simon, also not, Simon not, pre- pre- not, pre- not, Patrizzi. Not friggin' Simon. Simon. Yeah, but you yeah. got caught up that caught up that in uh, in um, in the what was that uh, formula? The Super League formula with Davide, Davide. Oh, Davide. David with an A. Yeah, David with an A. Yes. So, but um, yeah, like just one thing's back go like a company that involved bigger, bigger, bigger bang like WPS. I, I think it's probably more sustainable. <laughs> I that. yeah, I think you know the booze industry. Um, I would. It's more sustainable I, I'm than more finance. Sustainable, sustainable <laughs> than finance. <laughs> In fact, it's probably the it's the antithesis. <laughs> when you get into finance, you need more Patron. Yes, exactly. Well, there is no global financial crisis in booze because it doesn't matter no. whether people are rich or poor. If they want to drink, they'll have they a drink. When they have a financial crisis, the first thing they do yeah, is go to reach for a drink. Yeah, they're still going to have a drink. Let's cheers to oh, that. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. Way to go. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, that's great, Paul. Hmm. It's still there, folks. I am, guys. I am, guys. Oh. Yeah, you're dropping yeah, in and out. In and um, out. Um, I think I'll leave, think I'll leave you guys to your merriment. And, and oh. Mate, just before well, you do, because we're going to wind, wind up anyway. But. F- folks, okay. just before you okay. go, we, we, we did want to get your opinion on um, just the other two teams, Stefan Grand Prix, uh, the name-changing, the FIA's attitude to it. What do you expect we see in a, in a couple of, in, in less than a couple of weeks' time at Bahrain? And um, you know, is it fair that you know, is it fair the way it is? You'll see some very ordinary performances from even Lotus and Virgin Racing and. Uh, and uh, the new, uh, the new uh, well, what is it, Campos, well, Campos Meta has now, has now morphed into, into HRT. HRT. There you go. There you How's go. that? The Hispania uh, <laughs> <laughs> Racing Team, not Holden Racing Team, racing but, team, but they, haven't they haven't turned the wheel, turned so, wheel so, so no, no don't worry about don't them. Worry they won't be troubling the scores. It's good to have new teams, but this has been a very heavy-handed and very messy way they've gone about it. They've picked pretty much the wrong people, and the Stefan Grand Prix thing, I just don't know what to make of that. There's something unusual about that, and I can't believe, I can't they've, believe just they've just done a deal to, deal to you know, take, you know, take Toyota's, Toyota's infrastructure, infrastructure and just transfer it across to you know, some you know, some weird Serbian operation. And I can't believe that Toyota had a 2010 ready car just sitting there anyway. So 
Um, it's probably best probably that they best weren't let loose on Formula One. Formula it'll, one. It'll, it'll, it's going to be a fascinating, be fascinating season, regardless. regardless. So much to look so much forward to, forward and, to. Um, and um, I hope you got the big screen the big TV screen set up while we're over there in Adelaide because we'll be watching qualifying and the race. Well, I will be. You know, totally fascinated to see how it goes with Michael Schumacher back, Alonso and Ferrari, Button at McLaren, yada yada yada. And no less than a large screen, full HD 1080p device installed in your cellar for you. I would hope so. Would Thanks. Hope so. Very Thank kind you. Of you. Very kind of you. Along with your lovely new shirts. Yeah. Oh, no, all my new hot radio hot radio I'm official now, now, am I? You will you be. You will be. At the moment, well, though, so I'm actually down in the cellar tonight because I've had a busy and heavy afternoon, so I'm actually not <laughs> doing the drive back with the water bag on. And um, I've noticed your pit hottie uh, green outfit that you wear on the website is uh, just slung disdainfully on the floor down there. What's going on? Didn't you hang it up before you left? Casual. Casually discarded. I was wondering... I was wondering... Yeah, well, we well, thank you. Uh, I think that the All right. Well, look, right. guys, good to guys, chat. Good to chat. <laughs> Thanks, folks. See you, Matt. You're, you're, you're dropping in and out. So are you. So you're going to do a yibbity yibbity? good to chat to you. Have a good time back in the States. We'll do. Thanks, Matt. And the whole family. Oh, Cheers. Cheers. And we'll see you next week, folks. I'm so looking, so looking forward, forward to it. To I have it. not I the have words not to, the words to describe, describe it. We know you it. can't <laughs> sleep. Yeah, yeah. Would you like us to pick you up from the airport? Well, it's good night from me. I'll leave you to the, you to the lunatics for the closeout. Bye. Bye. Thank you. That was lunatics. Skype connection. I think. Yeah, oh, that was yeah. worse than the Skype connection from bloody no, Bahrain last week. It's got to be his end. I'm sure it is. Yeah, I'm sure. Probably, it's well, he's probably reached his kind of bandwidth quota on Telstra, and now. No, but, but, but if you look where he lives, though, Paul, it, I mean, you th- how many flats would there be in that whole concentrated he area? He needs to go into his router and, and there's set only up one, a different channel. Presumably, one or two pipes in. So if they all get home and go, oh well, let's just flick on the computer and go on Facebook. It's all just going to go. Right, yeah, let's move good. on to any more, any more business, any more business. Any more, any more, any more, any more, any more. There was just one last thing while International's here, and talking about Super League Formula as he was earlier, mm-hmm. um, they're uh, going ahead leaps and bounds and expanding, yeah. and yep. the last press release I got, because um, I'm still on the list. You're still on the list? You put me on. Um, was talking about next year maybe even trying to come out to Australia as they expand the thing worldwide. <laughs> yeah, but have you got any well, thoughts on that? Along is that with news to you? Super Your eyes GT are rolling. And, uh, and, you know. Know, yeah, A1GP, they'll all be in the same... They'll be all support categories of each other. Uh, where, would you, where would you put it? Well, that's a good question. I don't know. Can't see it. Can't see it. Can't see it. Uh, can't see it. It's a bloody long. It's, it's a bloody long way, and you're going to have is. it sustainable. But this, but they're also talking about like Korea or those places that are mad on soccer. <laughs> if, if they can get China or Korea or someone that's, like that into, so if they get that far, I then I presume yeah. it's an you've easy pop to you've get here. You've got to go. Like you're not going to be able to go into a motor racing rich market like this, which already yeah. has a motor racing infrastructure. You go into somewhere like Korea that doesn't have something of the likes of V8 supercar. Yeah. Uh, you might find a promoter or an investor to take a punt to say, you know, they've been you know, been talking to Korean clubs for years to try to, to try to kind of get them involved, and you know, maybe they might be able to pull okay, that off. So maybe that will work. I can't see. Yeah, but it's, it's so someone in the PR the, department was wishful thinking. That's the that's the trouble when you have when you have a championship um, here in Australia and again in the states. 
like NASCAR and, and so forth, which is you know, which is a huge championship. It's very hard to bring in an international brand into into a new market yeah, and, and expect it to be uh, sustainable. If you're going into a market which has, doesn't have any motor racing whatsoever or, or, or very little, yep. then you might have half a shot. But yeah, yeah it would be challenging. No, I just wanted to bounce it off you because I just thought it was interesting. Tecton. Tecton. Officially Tecton. Officially. Segwaying Tecton. Tecton! Unbelievable, Paulie. Um, What's the hype over in the States about the iPad? Because it's starting to gather a bit of momentum here in the last couple of days. Um, Rupert Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch. The expat, previously known as an Australian but no longer, has said, look, um, we've got one. And it's under under lock and key. In fact, someone from Apple comes and turns the lock and... It's a silly analogy, but I can probably imagine it would be like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, pushing his pay-per-view concept. I mean, th- does he need to make any more? Rupert is very much old school. But this is the... Op- this is the yeah, op- but he's got, he surrounds himself with people who aren't old school, Paul, and well, he takes a lot of notice of them. Yeah, but he, is, but he is and he isn't. Yeah, the Wall Street Journal, which Rupert owns, is the, is the last bastion, has been the only newspaper that's been able to do a pay-per-view successfully do a pay-per-view uh, model right for their for their website because the and people who read the Wall are, Street Journal yeah. are prepared to pay because they want the information exactly yeah exactly um, now I'm probably prepared to pay I'd be prepared to pay for the advertiser on um, on an iPad if I could get up every morning and the thing is just there on my machine I sit down to my bowl of Wheaties and can flick through back and forth and see what's kind of going on back home yep um, but at a reasonable rate you know at the same price of the paper I don't know, I don't mm. know what's the paper worth these days $50, dollar 50 10, cents dollar 10 dollar 20 dollar 10 dollar 20 it was 20 cents back in the day you know, <laughs> yeah, when, no, when, I, when, I, when I was a boy it's called inflation Paul and where, did, where did they and come from when I was who said that I have no idea some when I used to well, anyway, it appears that uh, yeah, it's um, they're all coming to the party and uh, and a lot of uh, big focus on on location-based services. One of the, uh, with the holy grail of advertising and uh, one of the big things. One of the big things with the iPad, which they haven't, which they haven't announced yet, or the model hasn't kind of come into being, is that there is not a a subscription RSS-based model for it. To regularly download your co- your your copy of your copy of Autosport or your copy of FHM or your copy of Time Magazine or whatever on a regular basis. Well, what you mean? What I think what you're saying is that they're not spit. Well, they should be spitting out an RSS feed that if you click on, then saying, "Okay, you want to learn more about sure, that item, then you, then, yeah. then 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 pay," yeah. because yeah. the RSS is basically the headline, yeah. and yeah. you shouldn't be paying for a headline. No. Well, no one would pay for a headline, but you go, they're going, well, they, well, these people must be spitting out RSS, but you're saying that the mechanism turns on is like going, the RSS delivery. So if you, you pay for a subscription, and it, rather than it turns up in the mail, in the mailbox, it turns up on your iPad. As a whole heap yeah. of RSS feeds, and you no, pick no, the one no, you want. No, well, we no, want no, We still no, want tactile. No, no. You're not going away no, no, from RSS, no, no, basically. No, we want no, toilet still, reading. No, just the just, <laughs> just the delivery in regards to in regards to the delivery, like a podcast is right. Yep. So when you hit update, or it's automatically set, so it updates 
every day that when a new when a new um, when a new issue of this is available, it, it downloads as opposed to buying what some of the magazines have been doing of late is you buy an application right. and the application is the November edition of GQ quarterly. Right. What there is no kind of simple way at the moment in the model of actually paying a subscription of fifty dollars right. a year okay, and okay. then as each issue becomes available it just automatically comes down the pipe as soon as you turn the machine yep. on. But like, like subscribing to a podcast as you say. Yes, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But with a pay but with a pay model in place. Yeah. The pay model in place is what will save the um, the, 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 the publishing industry, and magazine industry, as we know. Be, because yeah. because if they don't come up with something like that, then the whole thing's going to yeah. die. All right, we're running running down here three minutes to go because before we run out of disk space, we only have a. Oh, is that the hard, is that what the hard out is? Disk space? No, 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 no it's just you don't want to bore the viewers you know, with you involved. Oh, well, you should talk. Well, so, you should talk to your supplier. He should be able to give you a bigger yeah, drive. Well, man, he's I, already I, got a bigger drive. I've sacked my supplier. It's already gone up to five hundred gig. I've sacked my supplier. You need three twenty. <laughs> I do need a machine, and there's a hand-me-down hint there, I can see. Uh, look, uh, something a bit unusual happened that, that, that um, well, it's not unusual, that Apple would file a complaint against HTC for patent infringement, well, um, uh, specifically on the Nexus one, um, uh, within uh, Google coming along and saying, look, uh, we're not in the habit of getting involved with, with patent infringement uh, involvements, and uh, but we'd like to throw our weight behind uh, HTC and say we support them. Well, of course... Where do you think that came from? It has well, to come exactly. from the uh, the 2.1 Android update over the air yes. uh, multi-touch. That, oh yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so you know, now Apple that. are saying blah blah blah, and on that basis, and Google one, are then saying, no, well, no, they're not saying that you. No, what Apple are also saying on that on that HTC thing that suddenly there's rumours about that if this keeps up. Google will no longer be the default um, search engine on the iPhone. That's not going to happen. It's kind of like it, it, it's it's a really incestuous kind of like relationship yeah, between yeah. Go- between Google and Apple. They both they both need each other, mm. and they both somehow. Well, they've just got to work it out though. At the need, moment, yeah, the, they need, they, it's the Mexican yeah. standoff scenario. Yeah, they need to kind of learn learn yeah. learn to, learn play, to play together. That's yeah. right. They're both in the same sandpit. They just got to learn to play together. Yeah, really. and you know they yeah. they both know that either one can't would they'll survive without the other. Oh yeah, but but they'll the, they'll the, do the, better. Yeah. Yeah, playing nicely. Now, there's an Apple job listing, actually, apparently, that's been posted, and it confirms that um, the company's looking to hire a manager for its Asia-Pacific and Canada iBooks. Um, the exact geographic coverage for the position isn't given. It appears to be primarily focused on Canada, Australia, and New Zealand, with other countries also in the mix. And it says here, at uh, working uh, with management regionally and in Cupertino to determine strategies and priorities for iBooks in Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and other countries. Either to be based, so, I think, in go. Sydney or in, so, in Canada. So that's uh, JP. You'll be onto that, won't you? Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd love to be an iBook controller. When you start. Yeah. Oh, God knows. Who knows? Well, exactly. we'll be after this. They won't be giving me a Guernsey. International Paulie, uh, Jen and Dennis, for your birthday, I'd like to provide you with the uh, the definitive Australian, South Australian meat pillow, which is um, a, a, a deluxe piece of Kurong Angus beef. And Kurong you guys know about the Kurong, which was featured yesterday in uh, what is in I flew back from Sydney, so I went to the actual shop 
to pick up the little gemlet. Well, a little and, better when um, you cook it. So does the um, does the cow actually swim in the? Um, no, there's no, no water in the cook. No, well, that lovely. That's not quite grass. True. It's a that's very that lush grass that's fed by the coorong, not and down in that night. neck of the W. And on that note, and Coop is about to start chewing on and the on that beef. <laughs> and on that note. JP, thanks. Must be good night, viewers. Once again, for getting Thank you, Johnny, lunch and for, uh, uh, coming to yep. the show. No worries at all. Even if it was awake. Jen, yep. great to see you again, and uh, look at look who look you brought along Cooper this time. Isn't he gorgeous? Oh, hello, Cooper. He's look just so bright. <laughs> Rusty Sausage is hanging around because she knows there's meat, meat around. Dennis, yeah. happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, happy birthday, much. Dennis. All I want's more. And International, yeah. see you at Le Mans 24 hours. Uh, we, oui, monsieur. <laughs> for oysters. Cheers, Good to see you.